0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the first pre-match show ahead of the 2021-22 season. It's our pre-match show this season in association with with Sports Broker and we're delighted for the first episode to have some really top-end guests to start us off with the season. Uh, You'll recognise of course Ollie Turton, one of Town's new recruits from the summer, is joining us today. We've also got Stephen Chicken of the Huddersfield Examiner and Stuart Rayner of the Yorkshire Post. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us to preview the Sunday game at Sheffield Wednesday. Oli, I'm going to come to you first as the debutant on the pre-match show. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy pre-season schedule to uh, to join us today. Uh, obvious first question, but I'm sure one that all town fans watching are keen to find out. How have you found life at Udersfield Town so far? At pre-season, not a favourite time for any footballer, but how's it been?
1: Yeah, like you say, every, every pre-season's really hard. Um and it's it's the same again at Huddersfield, but uh obviously joining a new club. Um it's 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 I've, it's, I've really really enjoyed it. Um obviously you're always apprehensive when you you are joining new team, meeting new people. Uh but I've I've, I've found it quite easy. Um I think it helps like all the lads that I play with, uh they're all brilliant, they've all been brilliant to me, all been so welcoming. So no, I've, I've really enjoyed it.
0: When you We talked to you when you first joined, Ollie, and we talked about what Lee Bromby, the head of football, what Carlos Corbran had said to you. I'm sure you had your own expectations coming in and what life might be like at town. Has anything surprised you? Has everything been as expected, or is, is there any element of life at this club that, that's been a change for you? Um, i
1: I just say how professional the club is and how professional everyone is, um, obviously compared to... to no, no offense to Blackpool, but uh, the levels it's, it's it's risen in terms of how they look after you and do everything they can um, to to make you the best player possible. Um, that's been the biggest uh, eye opener for me, um, and it's obviously it's if if it's something that's going to make me a best player, I'm going to definitely embrace it. So it's uh, to come to come into this environment where people want you to to make you the best you can be. Uh, it's been brilliant.
0: That's good to hear. And Stephen, it's it's interesting, I think, straight away to hear Ollie talk about the characters in the dressing room and how easy it's been to settle in because of the, the type of people we have. I know you've written plenty of pieces reviewing last season, looking ahead to this season. And one of the big kind of takeaways from that was characters and the importance to have the right people in the changing room as well as the ability of footballers. So to hear that from Ollie hand is quite encouraging as we're on the eve of the season.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I think clubs more and more are sort of aware of having the right mix of, of characters and personalities in, in the dressing rooms, because it's like any business, really. Um, you know, you, you want to have people that are, are driving the standards and that are trying to sort of raise the standards and that, you know, you can count on to sort of have a, a minimum level of professionalism. And I think, you know, any pro athlete, that extends to you know what you're doing off the pitch not just on the training ground but you know what you're doing at home how you approach your diet how you approach sort of any physical work you have to do on your own away from the training ground all, all of these kinds of things and and you know obviously we know that we've spoken sort of a lot last season about how Carlos is uh is very big into his his videos there's a lot of video sessions during the season I don't know if it's the same in pre-season where maybe there's a bit more fitness work involved on the pitch but you know you need to make sure that you have people that are willing to enable to take that information in and and aren't just going to sort of sit there glazing over <laughs> staring at the screen and 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 not taking it in so it, it is important and it can translate on the pitch as well you know you need leaders i think that there were times maybe in sort of the the you know the the bad seasons the the, the relegation campaign where um there was that a little bit of that lack of leadership. But when you speak to people at the club now, they all will tell you the same as as Ollie's just said, that the mix seems to be right now.
0: Ollie, how how do you reflect upon that? It's easy. Me and Steve cover Huddersfield Town in different guises. That's our jobs. So to hear an outside perspective from this, and I'll come to Stuart for this in a second as well, but certainly my 15 years, I think the analysis has certainly taken a step forward under Carlos. I also think the nutrition has as well. I'd be interested to hear how some of the things we do perhaps compare to your previous club's crew and Blackpool, just starting on nutrition, for example, as well. I mean, we put a real emphasis on that. Is that fair to say? Is it? Is it, is it different here? Is an emphasis on that here?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've never thought about... I've always thought I've had a, a, quite a good diet. I've not been stupid with it, but um, I've come to Huddersfield now and it's it, it's made me really think about what I do put into my body um, in terms of food. and. Uh, from having your, what, what you have for your breakfast, for your lunch, for pre-match, whatever after the games. So, I've got my usual Saturday night after a game would be a takeaway. Yeah. Um, but uh, now the, the nutritionist necessary really put on me to think about what I am putting into my body, um, especially the amount of games that are in a season. So if you're going from Saturday to Tuesday games, uh, how important that meal is. So it, that has been a massive uh, emphasis on on making you making you a better athlete. Um, it said it's so important for for players to to be able to look after themselves off the pitch. Um, and I mean, like you say, I say, well, because it's there in front of me, uh, the helps there, you you embrace it. So um, yeah, no, it, I feel like even now, and I've only been here a few weeks. Uh, but I've, I've I've really took it under my wing, and I, I I do feel better already for it for it as well.
0: That's interesting to hear, Stuart. We'll we come to you. Thank you for joining us again. Um, talked about characters there, and I think from a Yorkshire Post perspective, we've done you a few favors over this summer because a few of the players that we brought in have played for the Yorkshire clubs in the past. And I was going to come on to like some Matty Pearson, who obviously has been at Halifax Town, been at Barnsley before as well. I think when I think of good characters, my first impression of Matty is certainly that. He's a player that you guys will know well from covering other clubs in the past. What's your dealings with with people like Matty? Being there's others as well, of course. Danny Ward previously, who's come in from that kind of background. But I think when Matty came, I spoke to your colleague Leon Wobshaw, and he was glowing in his praise about about him as a as a leader as well. Like Stephen said, what what did you think when he arrived at Walsfield Town?
3: Well, I think there seems to be a real emphasis at Town, and I know. It, a real good one to to, to bring in characters that, that people like Lee Bromby know and that have a real connection to, preferably Huddersfield, but but certainly Yorkshire. If not, you know, when you you look at people like uh, like Danny Ward coming back, like Jordan Rose, like Dwayne Holmes, you know, people who have a real feeling for the football club, and that obviously gives you that extra edge. You, you don't you don't only want that. You know, you still want to bring in talent from outside, like Ollie, who can add something extra. But I think if if you've if you've got that sort of core of people who have that that, that loyalty to the to, to the region, that, that desire to do well, I think it can just give you that, that little bit extra as a football club. And that's I say that's always the balance you're striking. You're always trying to bring through young players if you can, but you you don't want to do it at the detriment of just being being a closed shop, as I say, and not and not having having people out there. So to to have people that who come in and you're confident already in terms of what you're getting character-wise, I think is a is a is a big advantage. And you know, possibly when you look back at mistakes at, at the club in the past, possibly there were one or two characters who came in who who weren't quite what the club was hoping for. Um, you know, this this season, hopefully that won't be the case.
0: How do you feel about being described as the exotic kind of foreign signing there, Ollie, in the midst of all that? Is that a first? <laughs>
1: Lancashire. Yeah, a never, exactly. I've never heard that one before, <laughs> but no. uh, like like you say, you, you probably know a lot of lads that are about more about the lads like Dwayne and Matty and that because obviously they've played in the league aren't they? in the championship where it's for me, it's my my first time in the in the championship. Uh, so I feel like we've got a not a bit, not a point to prove, but obviously I want to try and uh, show why I'm good enough to be playing uh, at this level. So, no, it's um, obviously it's just motivation for me to go and do well uh, for the club. Um, like I say, it, it, to the Huddersfield Town fans, obviously the club, the club means a lot to them, and obviously I want to try and try and put a hunt, like show them what I want to do for the club and help them to get where they want to get to.
0: That's great to hear. Um, we talk about signings who, who might not be well known to, to fans, Stephen. And Dan obviously the most recent of those that arrived on loan from Norwich City yesterday. Again, I know that you, yourself and, and your colleague Dave Hartrick in particular have spoken about you You thought that we had that requirement for a, for a creative spark in the central area. Uh, obviously on paper, Daniel certainly fixed that bill. Uh, what did you think when you saw him arrive at Huddersfield Town yesterday?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it's. Uh, I think he's a, he's an interesting signing. I think he's um, maybe not what what people might have expected. He's he's very versatile. Um, you know, we know that he can play across. When you look on on transfer marked at least or on Y scout, it looks as though he's mostly sort of played in those three positions across the the four two three one. Um, and I think that that we know that Carlos likes flexibility in his players. You know you obviously needed that creative spark in the middle and if if that's where he's going to play as that sort of eight come ten role um then he will hopefully be able to to offer sort of that link up between uh the the midfield and the attack which is something that, that maybe was a little bit lacking last year but as I say sort of Carlos likes players who can play in multiple positions I think we've seen that you know Oli is played in in central midfield before you know Josh Ruffles has played sort of up and down the left and has also played central midfield um you know Levi Colwell has played at left back as well as at centre back and I think sort of every almost every player in the squad now has sort of a, a second position as well as a first position and I think having that kind of versatility and flexibility just gives Carlos a, a lot more options. I, th- I think Sonani obviously going to have something to prove in England. He he didn't play a huge amount for Norwich, um, but you know his his record in Belgium uh, is encouraging. And I know it's obviously a different level altogether. But he was a, you know he was clearly a superstar in Luxembourg. Um, and I think fans will be curious to see what they're getting out of him.
0: Ollie, I think another thing that fans will be curious to see is the defense this season. You know, there's no bones about it. We had the worst defensive record. In the championship last season, obviously not a, a something we did once. Just give give fans an insight into the defensive work and, and the the type of people we've got across the bat line as options now. Fans will know Nabi Sarr, they will know Harry Toffolo well, but I'm thinking yourself, Matty Pearson, Levi Cole will. There's a few new faces in that bat line this season. What what kind of things do you work on defensively in preseason? How much can you do is it about learning in the games? What 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 kind of things have you been guys been doing on the training pitch?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's changed from what the team was doing last year. Um, I think you know, a lot last year was a lot of man for man. Um, I think this year, I think they've changed and wanted to become more solid in terms of uh, marking space rather than just following your man. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we do a lot of scenario work in terms of high press, low blocks. Um, obviously, in, in the... The middle third of uh, what the manager wants from us, um, and like you are saying before, with the the flexibility of of players uh, playing different positions, uh, I think during the games, I think the the manager likes us to be able to know when to to, to maybe change formation to make us more solid, or going from attack to def- uh, from defense to attack, or just knowing. Knowing the game, game management, um, just to be to be able to to be able, to, God, it's it's hard, it's hard to say really. It's uh, yeah, it's just we're just trying to be as solid as we can be. Um,
0: in te- uh, being in terms of, at the same time, sorry to cut you off. In terms of what you just said there about being able to manage the game on the pitch as a set of players, yeah. in, is that something you learn through experience, Oli, to an extent? I mean, you've obviously played a lot of games in your career to date and, and you're not a whole player by any stretch, but you played a lot of games, how how important is it to have leaders and people who can read that situation? Obviously you get instruction from the touchline, but I imagine there are things as players that you have to kind of figure out for yourself almost.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously experience from playing games has helped, helped me be able to, to see that kind of stuff, but um, I've, I think most players now, even lads that have not played that many games, it's it's that's why we train the way we train. Uh, we have to recognise that set ourselves. So the managers putting that into our into our heads to be able to know when to 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 go into certain formations or defend a certain way. So uh, by the time, obviously, we're playing games, um, we'll we'll know what we want to be doing in them games in terms of defence and attack.
0: Ollie, can I ask you? Oh, sorry. Can I just quickly ask you about Levi Cowell, Ollie? Because um, I know fans who've watched all our preseason games on YouTube have been quite excited by Levi as a player. They won't know well uh, through reputation. He's obviously only 18 years old, but he's certainly shown a lot to Town fans in in the preseason games. How impressed have you been with him for for an 18 year old making his first steps in the Championship?
1: Yeah, like I say, for, for for his age and the, the way he composes himself on the ball, I feel like he's a uh... He's, he's he never looks rushed on the ball. He's always looks relaxed. He, he's always in control of the situation. Um, and like I say, defensively, I, he, he's been he's been really solid for us. So uh, no, it'd be really exciting to see how he, how he does when obviously of the season kicks off and we're we're playing game after game. Uh, but yeah, like you say, it's he's, he's, he, he's been he's been really good for us
2: i'm interested in in sort of that work on the ball because i think last year we had a lot of goals were sort of given up and carlos talked about it as well that players were making sort of the wrong positional decisions when playing out from the back and things things like that is that is that something that's been sort of drilled into as well as the work against the ball
1: yeah we like I say we, we we've done both sides it's from the Defensive stuff, and then on the ball stuff from playing out from the keeper to all the way up to the uh, to, to the opponents' half. Um, I think the, the, the manager can only put ideas your head of what he wants to do, but then in the end of the day, it's it's what you actually do on the pitch, and it's your decision making in the end. So uh, the manager puts the, puts the ideas out for us on the training pitch, and we practice that uh, god uh, so many times a week. So um, yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's this the decision making that we choose uh on ma- on match day. So hopefully with the amount of practice we have been doing, uh it's successful during the season.
0: Excellent. Stuart, I think in terms of season starters, couldn't have been a better draw for you, could it? Sheffield Wednesday, Hoodersfield Town for the uh, the main sportsman at the Yorkshire Post sounds like an ideal one to me. Um, how much are you looking forward to that game? How much do you think fans should be looking forward to that game?
3: Well, I think I'm looking forward to it tremendously, but I think fans in particular will be, you know, after after so long, uh through not having been able to, to get in to watch a, a competitive game, I think they could be playing the dog and duck and fans will be excited about it. So to be playing Sheffield Wednesday is absolutely brilliant. Um I actually think that the the timing of this game might might help in a way, in the sense that um being the last game before the competitive stuff for both teams, we might actually see stronger teams. Than we would have done had it been uh, the, the the midweek slot. Uh, we might see both managers sort of trying out quite close to their close to their first teams. But I'm just expecting a really a really passionate and um, and an entertaining game. And I think from Huddersfield's perspective, I think to be playing Sheffield Wednesday so early is probably a, a good thing. They're still sort of finding their feet, putting their squad together. One thing Town have done really well is obviously Oli and, and most of his colleagues arrived pretty early, um, with the exception. of Sonani. business done business done very early, so they've had a lot of time to to learn what what Carlos wants in all these situations and to and to get to know one another. Sheffield Wednesday are, are not at that stage yet, as they're adjusting to a new division. Um, so I think it should be I think it should be a really good game. Uh, you know, I think for for most. Most of us fans, and I class myself as a fan in that respect. And um, when we've been, you know, a whole couple of weeks without any competitive football, you're just desperate to watch watch them again, aren't you? And uh, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's an
0: interesting. So, sorry, Steve, go on, go
2: on. I I just think it's uh, both teams have got really got something to prove as well. Like I think that that makes it a bit more of an occasion. Maybe puts a little bit more a um, little bit more sauce on the game, as it were. Um, that that you know, obviously town had that poor finish to the season, that poor second half of the season last year. And Wednesday obviously even worse, uh ended up, you know, going down. And um, I think that that just sort of adds that extra little freeze on. It's not just sort of a a dead rubber League Cup game, as as let's be honest, sometimes they are. Um, which uh which adds a bit of something extra.
0: Absolutely. Ollie, have you Considered You've obviously had a little taste of playing in front of Huddersfield Town fans at Southport and at Fleetwood uh, previously, but it's a different kettle of fish when it's a competitive game. I know tickets are selling really well for Hillsborough at the weekend. Have you let yourself think about having fans back yet? Because, you know, at Blackpool, tremendous success last year to get promoted, but it did feel different, barring the playoff final, not to have fans there. You know, it, was, it almost not took the shine off it. It's still an incredible achievement, but to be able to celebrate with supporters as things go well, it's
1: kind of half the point isn't it really? Yeah um, I was luckily enough obviously to, to have a couple of as well a few thousand fans at the playoff games and the the playoff final so um, it was nice to to for the fans to be able to well to play in front of fans again sorry um, and like say, you say you, you don't you you want to play in front of fans you want to hear them, the cheering um, so it's it's especially when you're playing at home, fans make a massive difference to to uh to the game. Um they they can drive you they drive you forward to do well. So um yeah, to to be able to play a competitive game again in front of fans, uh no, it's it's gonna be uh, a brilliant occasion.
3: And I don't know what Ollie thinks, David, but certainly in in the experience of the games I've been at. You know uh over the last year with fans in it, it makes a difference to the game as well it makes for that that bit more intensity and that bit more tempo to the game than uh than just p- playing behind closed doors i think
1: yeah def- definitely I, I i think sometimes you play behind closed doors when it's i played in games when it's it's, it's the game's been slow and um, there's, there's there's no atmosphere and um, it's it, it is hard to play into, to be honest, so. When you are playing with fans, obviously it does, it does spur you on. Then, uh, like like you said, the, just the game in general, the intensity is just t- turned up. So, yeah, yeah, it did make a massive difference.
0: I think there's. um It'll be quite nice for you guys as well, it, Stuart Steve, to think that you know you've been working away. You guys, we've been the, the lucky ones, I suppose, in this regard and that we've been still being uh, able to attend football in our relative roles. But uh it. it it does give a different feel when you're in the press box as well, doesn't it? You know, and you're obviously you are catering for that audience. So I suppose in in the last eighteen months, you probably had to think about things differently in terms of how you give information to fans and how you cover games. It's going to be quite a, a shock to the system to have people back in the grounds for you guys too, isn't it? At the weekend.
2: Yeah, you, you and I were were joking at Southport like we we genuinely we kept yeah. forgetting that we were surrounded by fans. It's like oh yeah, like like oh um like to, oh do people have you said that that that, that hefts at the game for instance it's like oh wait no everyone knows they cannot see him like um so yeah um it's gonna be strange like uh that you do it, uh, you, weirdly you do get used to it after a while like it does almost just become normal you stop thinking about it um and i think it's gonna be a little bit strange again um coming back to having fans but strange obviously in a good way this time rather than in a uh you know this oh, what, what what's this all about kind of way although I am going to miss uh being able to turn up to the games uh and not having to worry about traffic or parking yeah. think yeah, about I, the journalists please I, I,
3: yeah and I'm going to miss being able to hear exactly what the uh managers are shouting at, at the players some of the time but um yeah I mean I, I was lucky last season I, I did a couple of couple of end of, end of season and premier league games playoffs um covered it covered some of the games in the european championships and it really even even from the stands it, it really lifts you you know I can imagine what it was like at wembley for that uh, playoff final like i did i did a harrogate game in december when they were in in tier 3 and there, there were only i think there were only 800 there something like that even 800 people made such a massive difference um so it will be fantastic to uh, to, to properly get back to back to having fans in it, it just makes it better for
0: everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's tremendously excited at that prospect. Uh, Only before we finish today, I've got to really ask you the important stuff, which I should have done to start the show. I really should. But you've been away with the squad now. Obviously, you've been to a couple of away games. Been to Norwich and Colchester with the squad last week as well. You had to sing in front of them yet?
1: Yeah, God, I did it. Um, it was the first day when we went down to to Colchester. I've honest, I got it over and done with wet up first. then um, eight no mountain higher I went for. Um <laughs> got it done as quick as possible. Um but it's like you say it's it's character building in it. So <laughs>
0: That's one word for it. Yeah, have you missed your calling only? Have you got a bit or is football definitely your specialty? Uh
1: yeah, no, I've got no voice at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was anyone <laughs> was anyone any good? Um no <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lewis or, or, is alright, uh, isn't he?
0: Yeah,
1: they I'm kind like, of get Lewis to... Did Lewis sing for you, Ollie? If if no, everyone he didn't tend to get him, up. I've heard is um, I've heard his really good. Um, and now we didn't get manage didn't manage to. Uh, Danny Ward's got on the guitar, so uh, I think he's got a bit of vocals as well. But no, I've heard Lewis is um, I've heard Lewis's got a good bit of a voice.
0: We learn new things on this show for the first time. And Danny Ward's guitar playing is new for me as well, so that's good. So, Look, uh, guys, I don't want to keep any longer than we have to. I just want to say thank you for, for joining us on the pre-match show in association with Sports Broker. Oli, thank you so much for your time on, on a rare day off. Good luck on Sunday as well. We're all uh, we're all rooting for you as we return in front of fans for the first time for the first competitive game. It's been a little while since we've had a cup run at this club, as I'm sure you're aware, so I know everyone's right behind you for Sunday. Good luck. Yeah, cheers. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Just a word to town fans as well. Just finally, um, the just a note on streaming. Obviously, streaming is now reverted to the pre-pandemic state. So, unfortunately, if you're domestic, you can't watch uh, Sunday's game on iFollow HTFC. Audio passes are available. So, if you if you can't listen to us on radio, Leeds or outside the area, then nip onto iFollow and you can buy that audio pass. But uh, thanks so much for your support through the summer, town fans. We certainly missed you, and we can't wait to see you at Hillsborough this weekend. Thanks for joining us.